0: The great thing about being a mostly NXT guy is I can enjoy a main event program like Smackdown tonight even though some of it was absolutely cringe. And you out there, you fans of certain people, you know exactly who I'm talking about. So let's talk about it. What's going on, everybody? It's your buddy, it's your pal, Spaz, Phoenix with the YWC, Rally Check, here with your January 22nd, 2021 Smackdown review. How you doing? I'll tell you how I am. I am very tired because I have start, decided to do a lot more on this channel. A lot of it seems to be landing on Fridays. I'm doing Friday, uh, Friday Night Smackdown reviews. They're dropping as podcasts, as you know. I'm also doing uh, notes and prep and all that sort of thing for WandaVision. WandaVision also drops on Friday nights and... Because there's so much going on in NXT, they have to push some of the NXT stuff to 205 Live. I think, at least for the next two weeks, I'm going to have to pay attention to 205 Live, which is kind of weird. Energy drinks are my friend. A nap when I get home from work before any of this stuff even goes on is my friend. So part of me is very, very asleep and part of me is very, very awake. We'll see how it goes. Throw it down in the comment section below. If you enjoy what you see here, you like my see my pretty sexy face, my gimmick cat. You want to see me in an audio platform? Go check out the Spaz Phoenix podcast on any given podcast platform. If you were listening to me in audio right now or in the podcast realm, you want to find me on YouTube. It's even simpler than that. Go to YouTube, search Spaz. Phoenix. If you want to go find me on Twitter, look up Spaz Phoenix and Spaz Phoenix One. I'm so awesome. There's two of me. Instagram. There's only one of me, though. It's at Spaz Phoenix. On Facebook, you want to find the Spaz Phoenix podcast Facebook group. Give it a like, give it a share, give it a sub. Put some comments down in the comment section below so that YouTube uh, doesn't yell at me that I don't have any interaction, and it'll be all good. Friday is becoming a mixed bag. Because I think NXT is awesome for the most part. I think Raw is absolute garbage for the most part. Which is why you're definitely not going to see me reviewing Raw here. I think I said it last week. If I ever review Raw, it's because I'm being kept hostage. And that's my way of signaling you guys for help. thing is, SmackDown a lot better than Raw. So it's got a little bit of NXT to it. But SmackDown also has a lot of problems of Raw. Which means it has a lot of NXT pulled out of it. Yes, that is my my measuring tier right now. There's NXT, there's SmackDown, there's AEW, there's every indie fed that has shut down in the past year because of COVID, and then there's Raw. (laughs) It's fine. Uh, but the good stuff is good, and the good wrestling is good, and you kind of ignore the rest, and and it's a nice, neat little Friday night mix. It does get the the added bonus of, eh, it's happening on a Friday. Everybody, even in the COVID era, even when there's nowhere to go, nothing to do, and a weekend doesn't mean fuck all, Friday is still Friday. You could put Monday Night Raw on a Friday, and it would still be trash, but I think people's attitudes going into it would be better, so we would get the entirely false image that that it was a good show but we're gonna talk about it we're gonna do the ups we're gonna do the downs it's the whole simon miller thing it's fine we start off the show this week replaying what adam pierce did to roman reigns and paul Heyman and company last week and tricking them and you know cards subject to change we substituted uh kevin owens back in there for the rumble here's the thing and I don't know if this is COVID-related. I don't know if there's something else going on. I don't know if there's an injury, etc. Cetera, et cetera. No Jey Uso on the show tonight. Worth mentioning only because he's become so much part of the Roman gimmick. But Roman and Paul do come out. They say, you won't see Kevin Owens this week because I said so. If I don't want Kevin Owens on my show, he's not going to be on the show. You know, card subject to change. Mocked uh, Adam Pearce's uh, methodology from last week. He says, you didn't get one over me. I just don't lower myself to thought patterns like that. You know, I always show up. I always do my obligations. I always work for this company. It took a risk to my health during a global pandemic for me to miss work. I'm not a puss like Adam Pearce. Um, that popped me because I'm a child. Uh, lists off the injuries that he's fought through, all the aches and pains that he's been through, you know, whatever the case may be. And the biggest injury that he has is that his back hurts from carrying the WWE. He said, what if I did... What Adam Pierce did. Hey Paul, what if going into next weekend I I you know, I've I've got a sore neck or a sore back or something like that, and I don't feel like coming to the Royal Rumble. Basically he's he's talking about, you know, walking out on his title match at the Rumble, which for a last man standing match, I don't know. There's no there's no disqualification in a last man standing match, so it's not like he could be counted out and technically be considered the loser. Pierce comes out, tries to interrupt, Roman doesn't even let him get a word in, uh, tells him off for being a bitch, basically, you know, talking about, uh, why why would you kowtow and why would you help out, uh, your buddy there, you know, again, he says he's Kevin Owens' bitch, uh, he says you complain about your body, why, you know, I look at you, and I look at a puss move like that, and I say, it's no wonder you never made it to WWE, then Paul Heyman starts laughing, and here's where it gets really, really interesting because Pierce actually grows some balls, he's like, I'll take some bullshit from him, I'll take some intimidation from him, because basically he could kick the shit out of me, but there's no way I'm gonna take any abuse from you, Paul, Roman hands Paul the microphone, and Paul just basically, I'm not even, I didn't even take notes, I just watched it, and, and sat there with a big fucking smile on my face, because Paul Heyman basically owned him on the mic, and he says, you know what, I grew up in New York, you know. I I know what it's like to have balls, and I'm a real man. And you know, we're going to make a verbal contract right now. And I'm not a lawyer, but I've got a whole synagogue full of lawyers that'll back me up. Paul Heyman, whenever he makes the Jewish jokes, it shouldn't be as funny as it is, but it is. He says, "I want to challenge you. You know, if you want to talk to talk to me as a man, you want to believe the caricature that I play on WWE programming. You want to come to me like a man. We should have a match tonight." and Pierce accepts. So coming out of this, you're thinking we're getting Adam Pierce versus Paul Heyman, which is weird, right? which it's, it's weird. It's like when uh, when Paul Bearer, you know, R.I.P. and all that kind of thing, uh, had to fight the Big Show and just sort of sat in the corner and did the whole. I'm not going to try to do a Paul Heyman voice, but though I'm not a wrestler, made me think of that a little bit because you know. Paul Heyman is a big character in wrestling, and he's been through some stuff in his life, as most of us know, but Adam Pearce was an actual wrestler, so if he had actually got his hands on Paul Heyman, that would have been hilarious. Just before we go to commercial break, we see Sammy coming out with his placards and his film crew and all that sort of thing. You know, uh... Hashtag justice for Sammy and all that sort of thing. Basically, Sammy Sammy Zane, I was, I was what was I going to say? I was going to say Sammy something else there. I was going to say Sammy Hager from the from the AEW shit. Uh, Sammy Zane does us a great service week after week after week showing us just how pathetic SJWs and activists are. Does he not? Anyways, he comes out with a big, long, comedy wrestling set of handcuffs and handcuffs himself to the guardrail midway up the rampway as we go to Commercial Wake Week we get announced. The match that's coming up next is the um I can't speak, I swear. The WWE women's tag team champions from Raw, Charlotte and Asuka, are coming to SmackDown to face the Riot Squad in a non-title match riot squad. Inexplicably still have Billy Kay in their corner. And I thought this is really good. People don't like Charlotte. That makes me smile. People think Asuka's being wasted, which also makes me laugh in a way, because Unlike when Bailey and Sasha had it, and it was just an excuse to get them on more TV, get them pushed down our throats, get them back on NXT and ruining my brand. Um, the chance for people like the Riot... I love the Riot Squad. You guys know that. The Riot Squad are great. I think they should be in a higher spot. I, I wish that they had been included in the... I'm going to stop doing that soon. The Dusty Classic. Um, but they haven't been elevated to the main, main event spot on Raw or on SmackDown. And they never really were even elevated to the main event spot when they were in NXT, which is kind of sad. But to have them, in a, in a tag team scenario, uh, get to go up against people like Asuka, and yes, people like Charlotte. Because Charlotte is one of the best talents in the WWE, whether you like her or not, is a cool thing. It's a non-title match. He knew they were gonna play up the comedy shit with Billy Kay and whatever, but here we go. Flair and Riot start the Masters of collar double up and a headlock by Flair, a snapmare by flair and a shoulder tackle by Asuka, mudhole stomp by Flair and a choke, elbows to the back, back elbow flip by by Flair, sorry, I can't read my writing, it's late in the day. Uh, top Rope Crossbody by Morgan. The entire time leading into the commercial break, you got Billy Kay on the outside doing her wannabe manager thing, and just just messing it up all the time, like wanting to get the referee's attention while the other team had a pinfall, submission, or a pinfall situation going on, but ending up distracting the referee when her team... Had a had a pinfall situation going on and just generally running about the place. We go to commercial break, we come back, there's a pop-up head scissor by Liv Morgan, which I thought was really nice. Forearm shot by Ruby Riot, Snake Eyes by Riot, and a double team takedown by the Riot Squad. Double mud hole stomp by the riot squad and a beatdown by Flair. Sorry, a boot by Flair, because I can't read. Fall away slam by Flair and a backbreaker. Snake Eyes sliding knee by Asuka and Insiguri by Liv Morgan. Ankle lock by Oscar, followed by a German suplex, followed by the Oscar lock. Billy Kay distracts at absolutely the wrong time once again. High knee by Oscar, code breaker, and then a natural selection by Flair. Get the win for the champions. This was a lot of fun. In amongst all the Gaga of this whole Billy Kay wanting to be their friend, not wanting to be their friend, fucking them over and all that there was some pretty awesome wrestling in in this match from Liv and and Ruby Riot obviously, Asuka is as great as she is, obviously, Charlotte is as great as she is, um, it gave you just enough to believe that this could have been an even match if their friend wasn't fucking with them, coming back from the commercial break, I didn't write this down, but Billie Kay's is back there, she's apologizing, she's trying to, like, make amends for, for fucking over her friends, or the people that she wants to be her friends, or her new, her new group, etc., She says she's gone to Sonya Deville and gotten Ruby and Liv both spots in the Women's uh, Royal Rumble coming up. And they dump her anyway. Which is nice. Then we see a clip from Instagram of Bianca Belair jumping rope with her hair. I'm going to say something. And I think I said something closer to this when she debuted. I think I said something closer to this when she was in the Mae Young Classic. And I realized just how retarded this gimmick is. One day... It's going to happen one day. I mean, Titus, Titus O'Neil had his moment. The, the Shockmaster had his moment. Jericho had his moment last week on uh, AEW. Probably shouldn't do the lion salt anymore. One day, she's going to trip on her hair. It's going to happen. And that's not even a bad thing. That's not even, that doesn't even speak anything to her as a wrestler. But it just speaks to how dumb the gimmick is. One day, she's going to trip on her hair. And I hope to God that it is on a live show. I hope to God that it is on a live show so that the WWE propaganda machine can't just edit it out. Like when Sasha Banks dropped her belt in the middle of her entrance a couple weeks ago and looked like an idiot. Kind of looked like Leon Ruff with the North American Championship. They didn't edit that out, but he's not one of their favorites, is he? Um, Daniel Bryan comes out, and it's Daniel Bryan in a suit, Daniel Bryan, so you know he's not wrestling, and it's just, it's weird... Daniel Bryan has these two modes right now, and I know it's pretty public that he's helping out with the writing uh, process in the back, he's helping out a lot of guys behind the scenes and all that sort of thing, but this, like, behind-the-scenes Daniel Bryan and this in-the-ring Daniel Bryan... They should be the same person, and they're not. There's a, there's a switch that flips. Anyways, he comes out getting everybody hyped for the Rumble. The Rumble is in like nine days, guys. Does it feel like the Rumble's in nine days? No, it doesn't. Tries to hype up the Rumble. Tries to hype up the exciting things about the Rumble, the random draw, the countdown. Never know who. Never knowing when you're going in. Never knowing who the next person is going to be. And ultimately, the prize at the end is is the, is WrestleMania and the title match and all that sort of thing. Now, I understand that the Royal Rumble is a bucket list thing but those words ring a little hollow when they come from a multi-time world champion like Daniel Bryan who has main evented WrestleMania. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Daniel Bryan. I'm not taking anything away from from the fact that if he wins the Rumble now, it won't drive me nearly as nuts as Yeselmania at WrestleMania 30 did. You know, WrestleMania 30 was when Daniel Bryan was more Cena than Cena, and nobody wanted to admit it. Now, he's gone away, he's helped the mid-card, he's gone through his personal struggles, he's gone and had a family, he's come back, he's contributing to the mid-card, he's, he's doing the right thing, he's putting the, the next layer over, if you want to give him a feel-good moment of a Rumble win this year and a Mania moment this year, I don't really have a problem with that, but the whole, I need to win the Rumble, it's something i got to get off my back, you've had what winning the Rumble gets you, so it. am I wrong in this? I really want to know what you guys think about this down below, because I, th- I feel like I'm putting myself out on a wire here, but it doesn't ring as true for somebody who like i say has had what the rumble gets you the rumble gets you the main event of wrestlemania or most of the time it gets you the main event of wrestlemania now you're talking about a guy who has main evented wrestlemania i don't i don't i don't know what what else to say other than i'm behind him i like daniel bryan i've come around on him they're not quite shoving him down our throats anymore um, give him a feel-good win this year, no problem with that at all, but don't sell me on the, I have to do it or else my, my journey is incomplete because your journey has already passed this point, he's interrupted by Cesaro who mocks him for constantly talking about his dreams about winning the Royal Rumble, talks about how he should win because he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, they're still trying to pretend that that's a big thing, that's fine, uh, Bryan challenges him to another fight. He says, I'm tired of proving myself. I'm tired of having great matches on SmackDown week after week after week and it not getting me anywhere. Um, I, I look at you right now. You're all nice and fancy dressed up. You're not ready to fight. But what I am going to do is put out an open challenge. And the open challenge is answered by Dolph Ziggler. And it's sort of a, I know everybody's going to roll their eyes when I say this about Ziggler because Ziggler's, pa- uh, past the point as well as far as making people care. But this was this was a cool moment beyond babyface heel, beyond story. Like, it was a one-moment-in-time type thing. Because he was talking to Cesaro, uh, and he was sort of bigging himself up to Cesaro, and he was accepting the open challenge. But he wasn't doing it as a, oh, I'm gonna... You know, it wasn't a big egotistical thing. It wasn't a typical, like, I'm a heel, I have a tag-team partner, so I'm gonna bring my tag-team partner down with me. We're just gonna double-team you and get the win. It was sort of a genuine... Respect between the bad guys promo. Um, he sort of brushed Daniel Bryan aside, told Daniel Bryan to get out of the ring because it's not 2014 anymore. I popped for that, and then basically he said, you know what? Other than myself and my partner, there's nobody else that's really on my level on in this brand except you, Cesaro. So let's let's uh, take that challenge up on its face value, and here we go. Now that should have led to a 20-minute mini tv classic and it didn't it led to a really really short match but a really really good match nonetheless uh we come back from commercial break and they're already grappling which i kind of hate i don't mind a commercial break in the middle of the match i don't mind a uh i do mind rather a match that starts in the commercial break because the kickoff of the match sets the pace for the rest of the match little tiny nitpick on my part it's fine they're already grappling when we get back from the crossover. break. Both of them are attempting suplexes. There's a lot of chain wrestling, especially out of Dolph Ziggler because we know he's got the amateur background and all that kind of thing. Uh takedown by Cesaro, forearm by Ziggler, a backpack sleeper, and an uppercut by Cesaro. Cesaro does the swing, and he doesn't do the typical, like, swing him and then just sort of drop him and roll him over into the thing. He does the Cesaro swing, and it just ends in a toss, like he used to do it before he was incorporating the, uh, the sharpshooter, which I thought was a nice, neat little touch. There's a pinning reversal sequence to follow, and then they fight over backslide attempts. Dolph Ziggler hits a zigzag, which I thought was going to be a super big, like you know, upset victory for him, uh, grounded sleeper by Ziggler, a deadlift suplex by Cesaro, a, flips him into, sort of flips him into a neutralizer, and, and gets the, gets the win for Cesaro, so, long shot, does Cesaro win the Rumble? I don't know, Cesaro Roman would be kind of weird, but if they use it to move him, because his partner's babyface now, if they use the Rumble to move him Brands, Call, call me crazy, Cesaro Drew McIntyre isn't the worst match in the world. Um, I, don't, I've, I, I don't, I can't even begin to say in my head how that match would come together. But Cesaro D- Drew McIntyre now, just as I'm saying it, does sound like a really good match. Then we had Sasha Banks versus Carmella's Somalier Reginald, and I hated this, but. Now, I know all you guys out there that have been listening to me for a long time. Oh, it's a Sasha Sasha Banks match that Spaz hated. Oh, big surprise. I hated this match. I did not hate it because of Sasha Banks. Now, Sasha Banks is still terrible. I still can't stand her. She came out tonight looking like an alien whore. But she is not why I hated this match. This match is why WWE should never do intergender shit. I love intergender shit. Um, When I was watching TNA back in the day, when they were doing it on a regular basis, and... uh, they uh, they integrated Gail Kim and a couple of the luchadors and a couple of other people. Mixed, or, er, sorry, intergender wrestling when done properly and taken seriously can be awesome. Um, we see little brief glimpses of it from the little bit that I've seen of Impact. And it can be a lot of fun if you treat them like equals. WWE doesn't do that. WWE is never going to script... I mean, other than Baron Corbin hitting the end of days on Becky Lynch, which was a one-time thing, and it happened on pay-per-view, not on television. Uh, These are things that matter for for this particular conversation. They're never going to get a shot in, or they're never going to be presented as equal. And that, combined with the fact that WWE is pushing so far forward with the women's division and how they present the women's division, which is awesome... Let me just say, Jake and I just finished off the third part of our uh, focus on the women's division of NXT. The, women's, the push with the women's division in WWE slash NXT is great, but you combine that with the idea that they're never going to let a guy on, on WWE television wrestle with the women properly, it's just an excuse to say, look, we're really nice to our women because we let them beat up men and it's not that I'm being like all like super male guy here I'm not here being like anti-feminist it's just lame it's just really really lame because everything that this guy did and apparently from what we saw from this guy guys athletic as fuck you can do some shit but it was sort of like he didn't lay a hand on her he didn't throw a punch she could obviously throw a punch because she's a woman and she's allowed plus she's Sasha Banks and sucks enough dicks. she can do whatever she wants but it was it was the stalled, staggered nature of the match where it's like he had her fully in in the uh, in the position to do a power slam a couple of times and just didn't, and had her in the position to do a power bomb and just didn't, and had her in the position to do this, that, or the next thing. So all he did was gymnastics around Sasha Banks, and and then she put him in the in the friggin. What do you call it? The bank statement. I'm not. I mean, I don't like to see Sasha Banks win because I don't think Sasha Banks needs to win. I don't think Sasha Banks needs to be on my TV. But I would, honest to God, honest to God, put a woman that I like in here. Put Ruby Riot in here, put Alexa Bliss in here, put Nikki Cross in here, hell, bring my favorite from NXT, Shotzi Blackheart, put her in this scenario, and it would still be bad, because why why are you scheduling, and I know it's supposed to be comedy, but that's part of the problem. If it's just a, on behalf of all women, we're gonna beat the fuck out of all men, that's not funny. Like, it's just, and Carmella on the outside, uh, with the charisma that she obviously has with Corey Graves, made it a little bit better, but that's about it. This was really lame. The only thing it did do, it did make me want this guy, Reginald, to break out of the Sommelier to Carmella character, come down to NXT, and show what he can do, because he looks like he's got some hops to him. That is the saddest thing in the world. The guy that was presented, or obviously he's a wrestler, obviously he's a wrestler, obviously he's a PC guy or whatever, but the guy that was presented in this particular case as the non-wrestler is the only thing I'm interested in coming out of this, other than Carmella going to the Royal Rumble and beating Sasha Banks, if there's any justice in the world at all. This was cringe. (coughs) In the back, we got Roman Reigns talking to Paul Heyman, and he's basically putting a guilt trip on Paul Heyman, saying, you re- you represent me, you better not go out there and be a bitch, you better go handle your business, and, and Paul Heyman, obviously, the look on his face is like, well, he was expecting a little bit more support from his tribal chief, and uh, and yeah, it sort of sets the stage for the main event, the main event of Adam Pearce versus Paul Heyman. Apollo versus Big E for the Intercontinental Championship. Now, these guys sort of had two matches last week, didn't they? two weeks ago, I'm an idiot, um, they're both good, and it's it's all fine, it's all well, it's all wonderful, it goes without saying that the entire time all of these different things have been going on, including the cringe uh, Sasha Banks statement, um, Sami Zayn has still been handcuffed to the rampway on the outside, uh, but we start the match, and again, we come back from the commercial break, and the match is just kind of happening, uh, a lot of, I know it's one of those quirky, nerdy things, but a lot of bad timing on this show, Tonight, no botched lion salts, so still better than dynamite. But it is what it is. Belly to belly by Big E, and an apron splash followed by a back elbow by Cruz, instigated by Cruz. Moon salt and some rolling German suplexes. Back elbow by Big E, and a urinagi. Moon salt off the apron by Cruz that knocks Big E into the commentator table. Sammy up on the ramp decides too slowly, quietly, uncuff himself, top rope drop kick by Cruz, Sammy rushes the ring, hits a Hulluva kick on both of them, and rants over both of their falling following bodies, just saying this is what justice looks like. Now, in, in direct contrast to the segment we just saw a second ago that was absolutely cringe, this made me very excited. For a bunch of reasons, because if it means Sami Zayn's getting back in the IC title picture, that's awesome. Big E is going to have great matches with anybody because it's Big E. Apollo Crews has this sort of implied thing that he's sort of getting advice and knowledge and uh, acknowledgement from Roman Reigns. So if these guys are having a triple threat at the Rumble, that could be a sleeper for a non-Rumble match, match of the night, could it not? Uh, We then cut to a pre-recorded promo from Kevin Owens in his car who complains that Roman Reigns pulled some strings and got him banned from the building for the evening. I'm sure that will hold out throughout the night. Can can you feel it? Kevin Owens is just one of those guys. You know, it's like Steve Austin. You know, you tell him he's not allowed in tonight. He's going to say, fine, I'm not allowed in tonight. I'm going to go home. Um, Talks about the tattoos on his knuckles and how two of the tattoos are for his two grandfathers that, you know, taught him how to be a man and taught him how to fight through adversity and all that kind of thing. A lot of really good family stuff normally i would call this really cheesy but kevin owens makes it realistic first of all as second of all roman Reigns' whole shtick right now is about you know him having pride and respect in his samoan dynasty which is it just it just fits it just kevin owens finds a way of sticking something in his promo that makes something work for exactly what the other guy is doing and it's good the Street Profits are in the back and they've got a gift basket for Sonya Deville who's Adam Pearce's assistant whatever right now. They want their rematch against the Dirty Dogs and I love this. Sonya Deville's like nah we're gonna give a couple other teams a shot and in, immediately the crowd is like what other teams because WWE doesn't know tag team wrestling from their elbow but they want their match. The uh they she has to let them know that they can't have the rematch because Ford's not cleared. And then she just sort of looks at them and gives them a smirk and says, Why don't you just why don't you guys just hang around back here and do your little skits? And that made me laugh a whole bunch. Then we get back to the cringe. The obstacle course was cringe. And it was just made to make Bailey look bad and to make uh what's her name, Bianca Belair look great. Oh my god, look, she's such a better athlete. I'm sorry, even, even the worst wrestlers in WWE are great athletes. Not all of them are entertaining, not all of them are great characters, not all of them are great on the mic, not all of them can put a great five-star match together. But if you're in the WWE, you're an athlete. So this whole idea that we, d- we had to show how much better Bianca Belair was, specifically at basketball, ironically enough, gee, I wonder why that is, it's almost like this show was written to be actually put on in February, moving on, this, this was cringe, it's just, it's the WWE propaganda machine, and they've chosen a new person to shove down our throats, and I hate it, you know what I don't hate, though, is Corbin versus Dominic. Dominic has this thing going on with his dad right now. You know, his dad wants to do things one way. He wants to do things another way. It's like, okay, fine, cool. Go out, have your match with Corbin. If you win, we keep things doing things your way. If we lose, you start doing things my way. And it's a short little match, and I like Dominic. I think this is the first time on this channel I've actually had a chance to talk about Dominic Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio is pretty good in his own right. I like it better when Ray's not right at his side, right in his corner, uh, but they're not building the whole big family thing. I think the the Aaliyah and Buddy Murphy thing has kind of gone to the wayside. Does anybody know? Put it down in the box below. Um, but if you, if you just constantly have him coming out with Ray, you're going to have him in a similar situation to Charlotte, except, except, except... He won't be in the same situation as Charlotte because he doesn't commit the cardinal sins of being white and blonde. Anyways, collar and elbow tie, in a shoulder tackle by, in the corner by Dominic. Body scissor, takedown by Dominic, takedown outside by Corbin. Uh, corner body shots by Corbin, there's a hard iron. Swip, a low drop kick by Dominic. A one-punch knockdown by Corbin, and the end of days gets the win for Corbin. Nice and quick. Basically a squash match. Basically uh, this kid got in over his head, now his dad's going to teach him his lessons. Type thing, but it's good, and and Corbin's good enough at the heel role. I, I mean, I think he's actually underrated in his heel role, where you know you're playing the role where the focus should all be on the other guy, so you don't make yourself too spectacular. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, the end of days is still a spectacular finisher. So. Everybody kind of wins, they're going to do something, they're going to play up this story a little bit, Rey Mysterio is going to train up his son a little bit more, and eventually when Dominic gets the big win, Corbin's going to be there to be the heel punching bag, and that all works, it really does. We pulled away from the Rollins thing, obviously because Rollins is busy making babies, with Becky Lynch, um, leads me to the big joke of what do Seth Rollins and Nia Jax have in common, they both took Becky Lynch out of action for months, ha ha ha, moving on, um, But yeah, and then we get to the main event, which is Adam Pearce versus Paul Heyman, which is just Adam Pearce beating the shit out of Paul Heyman, isn't it? No! No, it's not. Paul Heyman comes down, he's not dressed to wrestle, he pretends to trip over the stairs twice, the referee has to check on him, he says, card subject change, Roman comes out, beats the crap out of him, takes him out into the crowd, like he did to Kevin Owens, Owens sneaks in with the grandiose disguise of a hoodie, um... Beats him, beats him down, hits him with a stunner in the middle of the ring. There's a bit of a pull apart. He hits him with a he hit him with this cool stunner on the outside. Um, that that was really interesting because the stunner, as we all know, has a bit of a snap to it, right? So we give him a stunner by the guardrail so that when he stunned him, he whipped his head back against the guardrail. I don't know whether that was intentional. I don't know whether that was a space issue or whether it was just uh, the way things happened to be. But that's something they could take advantage of in the future. Like if you're in the middle of a match, you stun somebody and it sends them backwards into the ropes and gives them. A bit of a it gives them like a double whiplash thing that could be something that they play up in the future it ends with a pop-up powerbomb on the uh, commentator's desk by by Kevin Owens and him lifting up the steps to absolutely crush Roman Reigns and being stopped by the referee and just as we go off the air he's like oh I guess the referees are on your side too they won't be able to help you at the rumble this was good We had two cringy segments, which were terrible. We had a really, really decent, although overly story-driven, uh, women's tag team match that could lead to a tag title down the line. Um, we've possibly set up a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship. We've built more between Roman and... Between Roman and Kevin Owens, I can't think, I'm sorry. Uh, potential sub-story between Daniel Bryan and Cesaro, which won't hurt anybody's feelings. Um... I don't know. Uh, I don't know where this leaves um, Nakamura, because Nakamura had the big face turn, apparently, and they changed up his music, so clearly they're going to pull him away from Cesaro. I don't know whether that means they're going to put him on Raw, or like I say, in my wildest dreams, Cesaro wins the Rumble and goes on to face Drew McIntyre, and that's how they split them off. Or... I don't. I don't know. Do they put the Do they put the Intercontinental Championship back on Sami Zayn so that Shinsuke Nakamura can renew his feud with Sami Zayn that started at a Takeover, by the way, um, and have them fight over the Intercontinental Championship? Because ultimately, Shinsuke Nakamura getting that Intercontinental Championship back that he initially got when he was under the tutelage of Sami Zayn from Sami Zayn could be a cool story as well lots and lots and lots of moving parts lots and lots of moving gears get the two cringy segments off this would be a much better show but it is what it is and hell we are almost in february anyways i've been spaz your ywc reality check subscribe up there talk down there start a conversation keep all these conversations going don't be a stranger i will talk to each and every last one of you later but for right now i am hanging out bye guys